This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations of people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from Whakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Hi, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well, but who is this person I'm looking at? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dyeing my hair for so many years, and, um, it, and it had grown all the way to my waist. It was so long. Um, and then I decided, actually, I don't want to spend $200 every time I need to dye it anymore, so I'm going to cut it off. So I went to the barbers, and they cut it so it's, I don't know, it's about like maybe an inch long all over, so it's gone from being down to my waist to being an inch long. I love it. It will grow in fact, back. I think I've got, the, I've got the shortest hair in this interview, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you do. <laughs> and who are we introducing today? It is my great pleasure to introduce, coming from Dunedin, Rob Riddle-Tiger, who is, um, who is a partner at Weave Together. Uh, and uh, I actually had a quick chat with Rob yesterday uh, and learned a little bit about what those guys do, and it's amazing. I love the, the philosophy, philosophy of the organisation and the whole notion of partnership and how that actually really seems to... Um, determine their professional practice and the way that they engage in the whole community. So I, I really like what you guys do, Rob. Thanks for joining us today. and um, Good to be here. Where are you, Rob? Uh, I'm in a car in Waikawaiiti. <laughs> Why are um, you in a car? Uh, because the house is not very big at all and it has a four-year-old in it who will be getting up soon. How's the water <laughs> rather than rather than risk it, rather, and rather than everyone hearing me and uh, having to get up at the same time as me as well? And how's the water supply going? I see there's another report in the paper today. Oh, I haven't looked this morning. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a really hot topic. I was the the mayor was on Facebook yesterday um, suggesting that reminding us that we continue to need to wear masks on public transport. And uh, and the comments thread just got hijacked by people attacking him about the water in Waikowiti. And what's really interesting is how few of the people who are angry seem to have connections to Waikowiti. Um, I mean, they may they may have relatives and things there, but it 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 just seems to be another opportunity to to attack people rather than actually participate in a solution to this you know there are ways we can help each other there are ways we can grow from this there are ways we can grow about we learn about you know the thing that sustains us and that we that we we give responsibility to dcc for um and we can learn more about it you know we we weren't watching either we assumed they had this um and you know we we can learn about our role in this 
Oh, we don't need to to be angry and attack individuals about it. So, um, and you know, on the flip side of that, seeing the people who are engaging is is really it's heartening. You know, seeing the opportunity for doing some good, for getting rid of that stack of uh, of brown paper bags that we all have at home. Um, over nine hundred of them were collected and handed in here, and they were used to distribute the fruit and veg that was there. And it's just you, know, it's an opportunity for people to participate. Um, it doesn't take much. Uh, all you have to do is remember to take the bags with you once, which is easier than t- remembering every time you go to the supermarket. And, and pe- lots of people took that opportunity, and you've got to got to be part of a community-led solution. So, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's, I still like to be able to trust the water coming out the tap. But that that is that would be better. But yeah, yeah. there's there's and good and bad. It's hardly fair to blame the current mayor for a problem that's probably been around for 100 years. Yeah. Um, the yeah. report I, in the paper... I, I don't know what his, his greeny credentials have to do with this problem. <laughs> <laughs> they, seem, they seem to be very much linked in some people's minds. The, the report in the paper today is from um, health specialists saying, hang on, the, the, the might be blood, there might be lead in the blood tests, but without controls, um, it could be from any other source. No. The fact mm. that individual people have slightly higher lead, do they live in a house with lead paint, uh, is, yeah. is what hasn't yet been studied. Yeah, it was, it was interesting as well. There's somebody collected data independently. So, you know, th- there's all kinds of potential error in there. But what was interesting was the number of people from Palmerston that were, were included in the data. And, you know, maybe they work in Waikiki, and But without that knowledge, you can think, well, who... who <laughs> who's actually been sampled here. Um, and yeah, yeah, do they live in houses with lead paint? You know, what's what's their profession? Um, there's there's lots of there's lots of ways that lead can get into your system. So tell me what I've forgotten what's name it Weave Together does. Um clues in the name. <laughs> um we we work with uh, other nonprofits. We are we are a charitable trust and we work with other nonprofits to assist them to get better at what they do. Um, and so it's not about our, our mission, it's about their mission. And uh, we, we come in and support in the aspects that aren't service delivery. So uh, we, we're not going to become social workers, we're not going to become housing providers, we're not going to become, I don't know, radio stations. But there's a common thread through them all, and that's good governance, it's good management, it's good operations, it's quality improvement, um, it's health and safety. And so we come in and support organisations to get better at that stuff, to become more efficient at that stuff, in the hope that that makes them better at delivery. And at very least, allows them to focus on what they're good at. You know, having 2,000 people each doing payroll for 0.5 FTEs doesn't seem efficient. It doesn't, isn't a way of accruing uh, knowledge um, and in our community. And so if we can centralize some of that, then we can build a central repository of knowledge and, and improve how everybody operates and allow them to go on with what they do. In reality, it, it involves things like payroll, doing people's uh, annual accounts, policy development, um, facilitating sessions around um, outcomes development, um, um, that, that kind of thing. Um, and you know, some organizations have have gone from employing somebody, a part-time person, to just engaging us to do the work. And whilst our early rate is higher, um, they save money by doing that. And they get their phone answered, you know, 
all week. Um, they don't have to worry about holiday pay, the employment, all the rest of it. They just pay us and we get on with it. And did that include supporting those organisations through what lockdown means? Yes, it did. <laughs> um, so one of one of the the contracts that I spend most of my time on is the management of Dunedin Community House. And so with um, 18 organisations tenanted there and the other uh, building users, and so that's about, for room bookers, there's about 140 organisations in a, any given year, um, liaising with that many organisations <laughs> to try and work out, okay, who's essential here, who needs what, how do we maximise the safety whilst maximising the, the, um, the, the service that we can deliver. Um, yeah, it, it, took, it took a fair bit of effort. And, um, and another aspect that came out of that was um, Otago Mental Health Support Trust um, got some money to support their, their, their cohort, which are you know, people suffering mental distress. Um, and um, they they passed the management of that uh, to us, and so it was it was really nice to be able to actually have some money and go out and do some stuff that that caused good. Um, and so yeah, yeah, there was there's a variety of aspects uh, involved in, in responding to that. Let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have Bell and Sebastian. This is just a modern rock song. Why this one? Um, safety. Um, I. I really, I really like it. Um, it, it, it just, it feels like it comes from where I come from, which I mean, it almost literally it does. does. Um, <laughs> and um, it, it just, it, it feels there's a repetition to it. There's, there's nothing outlandish to it. And um, I, I find that, yeah, over the past year, I've gone to kind of that space with music. I, I don't want to be overly challenged, uh, but I do still want to enjoy it. It's still good taste. And uh, this just sits in a sweet spot where it's, it's kind of nice and simple. Not too many chords and some guitars. And I try to run away I followed her across the city Went out to the Easter house Cause she liked the sound of it She didn't have a single penny She stuck a finger in the air She tried to fly down the narrow plane I suppose she needs a holiday Put my arm around her waist She put me on the ground with judo She didn't recognize my face She wasn't even looking Laura's feeling just ideal Her horoscope was nearly perfect Thinking of something to do Cause she is a bad day girl She walked up to the edge of town She saw me lying in the park She took Emma by the hand They got a them to do what they want 
I know their names aren't actually Bell and Sebastian, but that one surely is just Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you, do you have family in Scotland? And how are they doing? Yeah, I do. Um, my son is um, in Edinburgh. Um, and I've got uh, cousins and in Edinburgh as well, and um, in Glasgow, and uh, an aunt in Aberdeen. And how are they doing? Uh, um, well, my son is a doctor, um, and he... I had a conversation with them recently where I simultaneously felt very, very proud, but also rather concerned um, where he um, he does the rotas on the wards he works on. And there are COVID wards and non-COVID wards, red and green streams. And he'd been on the COVID ward for six weeks and he wouldn't do that to anyone else. <laughs> oh, no. 
Um, but he's, he's recently got another job which will involve less COVID exposure. So he's had COVID, has as his flatmate, and yeah. And I think rather than rather than the illness, the, my, my biggest concern is he's 27. Like, it's a lot of death to be dealing with. Like, you know, is we all, I guess we all want to go into work each day with some hope. Um, and uh, you know, it's it, it sounds like a really really tough day every day. Um, so yeah, and he's yeah I think he's he's doing okay. But um, yeah, he's you know he's in lockdown again. He's been in lockdown for a month, and so it'll be that endless routine of getting up, and going off to a ward, putting on PPE, dealing with people, telling the children they're dying, that kind of thing, and then and then coming home and you know being in your box again. Um, so yeah, it's 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 taking its toll. I think it's tiring everybody. Do they teach doctors coping strategies for dealing with that kind of stress? Do they teach the rest of us coping strategies? I don't think they really do. No, no. Um, I'm uh, yeah. I've, I've I occasionally read articles about the the impact on on medical staff, which seems to suggest that it's not masses amount of coping strategies in there. I mean, he he's um, he's hoping to do psychiatry. And so he certainly, he's certainly free and easy with handing out the coping strategies to me. So um, he is aware of them. I just hope he's applying them. We've talked to several people in the UK and other places, and it's getting more and more awkward because it's getting more and more, even when we've had this, this tiny resurgence, it's getting more and more awkward talking to people who essentially haven't left their home since last March. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's, conversations i'm having with people you know you kind of went out for a birthday meal and somebody said oh i had a cup of tea and a walk in the park about nine months ago <laughs> so um, it's it's yeah it is it is difficult um that just and it's yeah and and that we resurgence as well that i mean people felt that that was here you know it's not to deny it and but you know i i kind of mentioned to my son and his response was quit whinging <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's you know, and it's 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 difficult because it, it, all of this pain is real. It's not we're not we're not we're not pretending that it that it's difficult. Um, but at, at the same time, you know, some keeping keeping perspective is is a useful thing. Um, and my my son said that not kindly. It wasn't. <laughs> we have a relationship where that's perfectly acceptable language. Um. <laughs> A four-year-old in the house is a good way of keeping perspective. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Living in the now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because of course, four-year-olds would have no idea what was going on. No, no, and so I wasn't with the four-year-old uh, during lockdown. Uh, I was in a, I was in a different relationship, um, and so yeah, I think, I think the word thankfully is is, is reasonable <laughs> there. I think, I think I did badly enough in lockdown without without the presence of a child. So. Uh, Although you know, like having some focus is helpful, isn't it? It's yeah, it's, and it's an immediacy that isn't present in in adult lives day to day. Quite funny looking at um, we were talking just before about resilience and um, coping strategy, and one of the things I've um, sort of observed over these last few months is that the more imaginative a person is, the more able they are to see the end of this pandemic. And um, a little bit of knowledge is a little bit annoying because we know that there's a pandemic and we understand that it's going to take some getting rid of. But we can also see the end if we can imagine 
do you um, look working with the community groups that you're working with do you see that as a problem for people like that lack of imagination and their, their inability to see the end of the pandemic no I, it feels like we're just head down and pushing forward I, I don't I, we're attempting to have that conversation about the end of the pandemic and and what it looks like it just gets drowned out by by preparation you know being ready for the the, the, the jump to level two or level three and that, that kind of preparation and then dealing with the immediacy of the problems. And I think, I mean, we, we extended our holiday this year um, over Christmas to, to well, near three weeks and it wasn't enough. <laughs> um, I don't think it was enough for anyone. And so I think that tiredness is, is, is the key thing, is, is, is recognising that, allowing for that, and being realistic in, in our expectations. And going, going big, I actually asked, did a survey just this last week, which was around COVID, and then we had a question which was at the end, which was big, you know, it's kind of, you know, what can we see? And then nobody answered it other than one person, and they said, uh, yeah, not now. <laughs> and and that, that that I think is is sums up a lot of it. I want to see so much change, and I'm personally tired, and I, I kind of other people are tired, and so it feels it sometimes feels like there's two speeds going on, where there's a, a reality of the personal and community and and my my professional life, and then I look at things like I particularly care about, like. Housing is, is something I, I really, really care about um, and making sure that everyone has has the housing that they, they, they need. And, and then seeing initiatives coming out around housing and just, I feel like disconnection right now, really, um, in that I think, how are they managing this? <laughs> Where are they getting the energy? Uh, you know, and I want to be part of it, but realistically, day to day, there's, there's, I, it seems to be encumbered by, by so much. And I know that, that that it's very easy to to take your own mood and and apply it to your community, um, but yeah, there there are definitely aspects of that that aren't just me. I think. Do you think it's a thing we actually need to focus on? Then looking, if imagination imagination has 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 multiple impacts in that space, it enables us to remain positive because because we can actually see an end. Mm -hmm. We can imagine that, that we know that this is not permanent. So that requires mm -hmm. us to be able to think into the future. So it's imagination there. But um, the empathy aspect, which is obviously the space that you're in, because without empathy, you couldn't be effective in your role. Your organisation couldn't mm -hmm. be effective in helping those other organisations that are also empathy-based. So um, the people that you're serving, or maybe the people that the people you're serving are serving, um, they would be real, possibly more likely to be struggling with being able to to see an end, and lacking mm. that resilience, lacking that um, ability to have a positive outlook for the long term. Is mm. that something that we can teach? Do you think? Yes, absolutely. Um, How? And I, well, for me, it is by bringing it back to now. Um, so I, I'm Buddhist, and that. That my med meditation practice and and uh, an awareness in everyday life is what has helped me the most in my life, and I I'm sure like different people have different roots to this, but I don't think it needs to be about sort of visioning the future. Um, it, it's it's no no harm, um, but but actually coming back to now and recognizing that that this is 
this is actually okay that you know whilst i'm talking here about the tiredness and everything else i'm i'm sitting <laughs> i'm sitting in a car having a great conversation a lovely cup of tea in my hand it's actually quite pleasant and and uh, carrying that with me um and not not losing that that actually most of the time i'm actually perfectly content um uh, rather than getting tied up with the future is is really helpful for me and so that that's where i go is is teaching that those skills to to come back to here to now to what to what we are aware of right now um and then you know maybe developing some control around that as well as a, as a secondary measure to to try and you know actually say well and if if we don't feel that great right now, what can we what can we do to 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 deal with it? What 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 are our immediate discomforts? Um, and yeah, and for me, I then trust that the future is going to be okay. Um, and and it's not that I don't plan or or look to the future, but it, it's it's that that's an activity rather than a, a desire or a or a wish. Um, and um, yeah, I. For other people, that 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 kind of dreaming and and imagining and and I think it it can go to extreme because we've got to be here now as well. Dreaming about being on a beach twenty four hours a day isn't isn't going to help us do this. And so somewhere in the, somewhere in the middle is probably the, the 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 key thing, as it always is. Bubble sprite of the forest of Orakudui, Dunedin's favourite goddess. I hope you're all having stay with a superstar. Really hope you are. That we're always proving to be rewarding, be sustaining for you each day. Who you are. Thank you. So, I'm so grateful that we've had this last several months together. And these five minutes are so helpful, immensely evolutionary in my life. Thank you, thank you, Sam, and the whole Blown Bubbles team for having thank you all for. So, of course, at this time, we are embarking on a new way of being, being, doing, feeling, supporting each other and ourselves. We are now needing to wear masks on public transport. This is now compulsory. We find ourselves very fortunate to be in level one after a very quick turnaround. And, of course, this reminded our innate skills as a, in terms of problem solving constantly co-evolving with all life in an infinite with our own species the ability to create new systems improve and improve and improve and this is such a wonderful skill that it's so important for us to allow to come forward if we can and i know that for all of us we're not only improving and improving our external universe constantly but also our internal and i've had the last several days at home the mansion really enjoying having some processing time in the course of the last several days I felt some huge shifts taking place in terms of my understanding of my own internal system how to improve that i'm so grateful for that opportunity and I'm about to return to work today at my heart's home workplace, Orokanua Eco Sanctuary. I've got some amazing young people coming to visit me who are learning all about the changes that we have made as a species to the landscape around us. Also learn from these and nurture the native species in the landscape. So it's really interesting and it will be really fun. And I'm just so grateful that I've had this processing time, so I'm now able to 
be really receptive to the group, people I'm interacting with. Really acknowledge that the time and energy that they're giving in their interaction with me is such a gift and I'm so privileged and lucky to get to work with people in this way. I feel so grateful. So I really hope that for all of you, you're having this balance between improving the systems in your external universe and improving the systems in internal universe so you can feel that congruency and balance between these two realms. Of course we know that as much as we can conceptualize them as separate, they are like all is one and so the more we can do to understand and deepen that connection with everything that we experience, our sense of choice, our sense of free will, our sense of empowerment, our sense of responsibility, a sense of joy that can come from really appreciating this freedom that we have, the beauty that surrounds us, that we are really appreciating how wonderful it is to be alive, even with all its ups and downs and challenges and learning, such a rich experience for us. So I really hope that for all of you, you have a great day. I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks so much. Kakiti. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Rob Riddle Tiger. I suppose a lot of that appreciating the now is, is one way of seeing the be kind message. It doesn't have to be perfect now, and that's okay. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In hearing other ideas for, um, for teaching resilience, what, what more can we be doing? I think it's um, easier to, when we're working with children, it's much easier to teach a child resilience um, because it's, a, it's enabling them with a way of thinking of that uh, critical thinking, problem solving, uh, visioning um, a future. But and, and actually, the, the big part of that is, is what you were talking about before, is actually appreciating the goodness of right now. But mm. for a lot of our families um, who are living in, in difficult circumstances, it's, it's that that is the big barrier for them. When it's mm. when what's happening in the space now is so negative, it's mm. really hard for them to actually um, to feel positive about now. Um, so with those families, it's even I think even more important to to give those kids the opportunity to learn how to think themselves into a future, to create a future, yeah. so that life doesn't become a series of um, of predictable outcomes. Yeah. yeah. But I'm yeah, really, yeah, like, yeah. if you've got other ideas for that, I'm really keen to hear them. Mm. I don't think I can solve that one. Um, improving improving the lives of people, and this is why I'm so passionate about housing, is, you know, it's fundamental. It's, 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 and it's one of the things that, that I've, it, with other people kind of coming into Buddhism, it's, it's a very familiar conversation, is around acceptance. You, you're taught this acceptance, this is how it is, it isn't that bad, it's okay, we, we you know, your, your, your very act of saying I can't cope is an act of coping. And we, and, and then you go, do I have to put up with everything? <laughs> but no, you don't. And again, it's that balance. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a recognition of what's, what's reasonable and fair. And this is why you get top, top kind of morals and to be kind and everything else in Buddhism is that, you know, yeah, you know, if, if you can take the thorn out your foot, take the thorn out your foot. Um, and it, it is all right to be angry about injustice, you know, it shouldn't consume your life, but, but, you know, we, we feel anger and, and actually we, we take, take empowering people and, and showing them that they can take control. And I always worry that, 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 that message of, of acceptance 
does down that that actually it should be acceptance is it's a message of empowerment it's not a message of of allowing yourself to be downtrodden and and it and so it becomes quite complicated quite quickly and there's no there's no kind of quick poster is there that kind of sums up the enormity of this um but yeah it, it's you know we we need to be doing everything we can to change those circumstances and to allow those people to see alternatives you know it, it always it always struck me so my now ex ex partner um she she would work with people um um as a, in support work and she she now works um as a counselor but she she would encounter people who had never experienced an alternative to their own life they'd never been to nice places they did, like nice places weren't in there in their vocabulary and so you know one of the things that she would try and do is, is take them to nice places places and she would you know, and and she would see visible discomfort, um, you know, in these other places because they weren't their places, but they're the places that we as society put money into. You know, if we look at the council's budget, we, we're putting the money into things like like museums and art galleries that that are needn't be intrinsically middle class, but end up being intrinsically middle class and. How how do we actually say these are spaces for everybody? Um, because at the moment I feel they're they're quite exclusive, and yet they're where we put our money. It's like that that age old thing in the UK that um, councils put more money into rich areas than they do into poor areas because rich areas have more more stuff to maintain. They have trees down the street. They have berms with grass on them. And so that's where the money goes, rather than helping the individuals who are in in the poorer areas, um, who have less services available to them. And and I think that we need to we need to shift that. We need to make sure that we actually recognise that that if if and it doesn't need to be about our calories. It needs to be about the spaces that people want to go to make them as good as they can be and show that people are actually worth it. That 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 we we as a society. Um, want to support wherever you are and fundamentally the first place where we wake up in the morning where we go to sleep at night is our housing and that's that's got to be where we start we've got to make sure that everybody has good housing you know not not tolerable housing good housing and um you know start from that and it's it's Maslow's hierarchy isn't it it's 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 where we begin um yeah sorry i i could go on forever about this i'll stop there (laughs) You're going to stop there because we're going to play Hallelujah, The Hills. Oh, and it's got a long name. Popular antidepressants of the 21st century. Why this one? Um, so this this came out not long after lockdown. And it really took, I, I really took to it. I've liked Hallelujah Hills for a long time. Um, and they're, they're just, again, not overly challenging. But I like the lyrics in this one. They feel cryptic enough but familiar enough um you know the the theme is that um that we're in the prequel to a movie um and that um you know this and it speaks to the surrealness of it all um you know coming out uh, so coming out of lockdown going out i remember going to the farmers market uh, listening to this and and just thinking yeah, yeah this is this is capturing some of some of what's going on here just that that caution and relief and everything else that goes on whilst not being ridiculously challenging and very guitar based giving me my familiarity <laughs> and comfort sorry to keep you waiting 
got hung up So sad and broken I tell you dear My third eye even shed a tear Passing by the graveyard Our final apartments Spooked by language Emphasis mine I'll explain in full If we have the time down all the haunts where we used to go And our 7-Eleven's neon sign It's a different kind of club You're sick of all my bullshit like who isn't But don't hang up, I can't drink alone Plus I don't remember how this goes Even all the outsider artists Are sick and tired of staying inside So meet me tonight We'll stay inside Stuck inside the freeway. You were my emergency contact before I even met you. Right in the Lost in song, three thousand turntables can't be wrong. Everything is turning. So in the not the prequel to the movie, so in the movie that we're living, we've seen lots of change over the last year. What do you think is going to stick? And perhaps more importantly, what do you hope will stick? Uh, yeah, what's going to stick? I think that um, a more Within Dunedin, a more comprehensive way of working together to deal with problems, I think is going to stick, and I certainly hope is going to stick. Um, I think that we've done a good job of opening up conversations, of recognising our overlap, and of addressing problems as as community-led groups, and I think that will continue. Yeah. Yeah, that and that's number one, and I think that that's the fundamental. But we we need to, we actually need to do this together. No, no one, no one can solve these problems. The message of the the team of five million resonated because we do like that idea of the that being together. So putting the the muscle on that skeleton, if if you like, what does that mean in practice? That means not just looking after the after your neighbours, but actually those groups working together and seeing how they can make things better together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's you know there's all kinds of scale 
that we can do. You know, so as an individual, we can participate, but then whatever emerges from our participation together, um, they can participate together. And you know, we, we, we should recognize that. And we should recognize, I hope, I hope we've gained some recognition that we're not, we actually have some control here. You know, every single one of us had some control, even though even though it really felt that all my control had been taken away from me. And, and the, when I think about it, actually, well, we we were participating in this. We were doing the right thing. We were we were we were making making good things happen, and and that's that, that's good. That's something I want to be part of. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't feel like I was being told what to do. I, I genuinely felt that like I was being asked to participate in, in what was necessary. And and I know not everybody felt that. And I and I guess one of our challenges is, okay, how do we move to a space where we'll make the right choices? That the right choice is the easiest thing to do. That's that's ultimately how things will 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 get better. And um yeah, so how do we how do we work so that the people who don't feel like they're participating um, or feel like anger and attacking is, is the best solution. Actually, how do we how do we shift that conversation so that it's not that's not the easiest thing, that the easiest thing is actually constructive? That's a that's a challenge, isn't it? The Transition Towns movement argues that you don't need to take those people with you. You just get on with living a better life and and putting in place systems that will then um yeah, that they will be part of because those systems are better. Yes. Do we just get on yeah. and have a better life working together, and those 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 trolls and fear-based people will 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 eventually realise that there's, there's something better going on over there? Yes, I I'd say so. Something I I I think happens is that we our energy in attempting to be progressive and and seek change is actually just drained and by the trolls and that actually we don't do what the right thing to do is and what maybe even the majority think we should be doing because we're busy having conversations <laughs> and that and that actually getting out and and acting is is definitely definitely the way forward and uh, yeah yeah it's I, I my heart aches at the thought of leaving people behind though <laughs> and I think that there's a certain amount of trust that needs to be there that, that they will actually actually come along too I, I much prefer consensus <laughs> and everybody participating but that's you know that's that's my issue that's nothing to do with anyone else or evidence what lessons do you think we can take from the pandemic, the pandemic response, for the the bigger sorts of questions that we face, the sorts that can't be fixed by just staying at home and watching Netflix for a few weeks? I'm thinking of climate change and social injustice. Uh, JFDI, um, we 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 ought to just get on with it. That that you know we 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 have so much evidence base out there. We know what the way to work is and you know the evidence will change as we as we alter things but we we need to just get on with it that you don't we shouldn't be sitting around you know uh, this was an easy one because we got to sit and watch netflix but like yeah the next one might we might need to be more active that's okay but we we need to just get on with it and people in leadership positions have to lead um, and that, that was one thing that actually came out of out of lockdown for me is I had I really like leadership 
I like it to be in place. Um, I have difficulty defining it, um, and I don't want to be it. Um, but you know, we have we have elected officials. We have people who who have. I don't know. No, it's not come forward, being put forward by their communities um, to to show leadership. And some people were there at the forefront, and I was I was in awe. And then others, I was, where the hell are you? Like, you know, I'm 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 trying trying to, you know, uh, but my my income my income has dropped from my organisation. It's been really difficult to kind of do this. And actually, you put yourself forward to be a leader, like literally. I googled leader of Dunedin. And um, to see what came up, and it did say the mayor, and and I I think that that's that's one of the jobs of the mayor, and we, we need to see it. We need to see somebody out there doing it, and it will be their style that of leadership. But but I think we all need to be confident that there is some, and um, much as you know, I I think I think fundamentally I'm an anarchist, quite happy living in socialism, and the. That's what, and so I, I want a leader. I, I, I definitely want a leader. And, and yeah, where, where do we find them? How do we get them into the So, Rob, I have some questions to end the show with and not very much time, so we shall have to be quick. What is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? Coming out of lockdown, working with the Tagamental Support Trust, um, we, um, we, we made a book um, which is historically called Recreation in Dunedin. It's free and under $5 activities in Dunedin, physical book. Um, and we redid that for a post-COVID world with the idea that at some point you're not going to be able to get out. Um, and so the activities are so for inside, for going out and through the levels and ultimately actually getting out and connecting with, with real people. And um, working on that, adapting that was 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 absolutely fantastic and what grew out of that as well was a was a podcast about living well the first year was living well in Otipote second season was living well uh, in Otago um, and the idea is that we just go to ordinary people and ask them about how they how they stay well and so um, uh, it was I, I found it absolutely fascinating to listen to and um, it's good, good listenership. And um, I am, I'm so immensely proud of that, you know, just to, for it not to have existed, to have thought about it, to be able to put it into participation and, and it not to be about me, but to be about a diversity of people, some of whom I don't know from, from around the world. I mean, you get some kind of satisfaction from that too, um, about that idea that you're, 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 you're conveying people's messages. Um, and it's got, quite often I listen to, you know, you listen to a podcast or someone on the radio and think, oh, this is this is fantastic. I shall dedicate the next 10 years of my life to being less stressed. Um, oh, no, I have a job. And so uh, the reality that, you know, that we're all we're all out there, um, you know, just trying to get by. And the recognition of that, I think, is is really important, that, that it's very easy to think everyone else is joyfully happy the whole time. <laughs> when um that's just not the reality and so just giving those insights um yeah so that that yeah i am immensely proud of that there's a great marcus turner song what's it called there's a party going on that that notion that somewhere mm -hmm. else there's this party happening and no actually it's here yes yes we're writing a book of these conversations it's called tomorrow's heroes it's our team of people doing good work so you are in the team. What is the superpower that's got you into our mansion? Oh, 
uh, I think it's it's an ability, <laughs> it's ability to be positive even whilst depressed. Uh, I seem, I see, I seem to be able to um, to to just hold a, hold hold something there about positivity, even even when it's it feels really terrible. I think it's that. Although my actual superpower is involves spotting sea mammals, and spotting sea mammals off the coast, like yes, yes, yeah, I, I'm I am amazing at it. If they're there, I will see them. I keep missing them when they're in the harbour because I'm not at the harbour. But I, I yeah, just very good at spotting sea mammals. My sister's superpower when we were growing up was spotting famous people in car parks, even if they weren't there. She was adamant that some well, famous I'm... person had just walked past. So maybe it's the same superpower. Yeah, that, is, just... that is an excellent superpower. I mean, it would bring you a lot of satisfaction. <laughs> Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Yes. Why is that? Uh <laughs> <clears throat> because I'm active and I'm vocal and um, I actively go out um, and seek opportunity to effect change um, on a on a as large a scale as possible. So what motivates and you? I think also because I encourage other people to do that. Sorry? Yeah. What motivates you? Um I think I think there are two aspects. One is one is that that we need to end suffering. And that's that's a personal commitment I've made. Um, and the other is my personal experience of suffering. <laughs> and um, that seems a very grand term in that context. But that's the idea that, that you know, I, I don't want anyone else to have to go through that crap. Why? You know, when when there are when if there's anything that we can do to make life more um, palatable, like we should be doing it. I mean, what, what, what's the what's the what's the point if that's not what we're doing? That's 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 got to be the point. So, what's the biggest challenge you're looking forward to over the next year or so? Um, getting more vocal on housing in Dunedin. Um, I'm 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 ready. It's taken me a long time since moving to to New Zealand to actually feel. I have some understanding of of housing here. I, I, it was genuinely shocking to see the standard of housing in New Zealand. I mean, you've seen bad housing in Scotland. It's it's not it's it's not a it's not about comparison. But I just couldn't comprehend what I was looking at. It was like I must be missing something. This is this is appalling. And then we, we have diseases which have no place in this country, which are caused by our housing. And we're willing to accept that that we 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 kill people and disadvantage people for the sake of not interfering with the market, and 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 so as a newcomer, it felt, felt felt like that was that was quite a strong argument to be making. And I think I've been here long enough, and I've met enough people, and I've seen enough research that I'm now confident. No, we shouldn't be killing people because we shouldn't interfere with the market. Um, and we, we need to get out there and do something and we need to be systemic and we need to be, uh, yeah, we need to go for it. And and it's not about, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we've got an opportunity, 10-year plan with DCC, $10 million uh, going into housing in the budget as a suggestion. And it seems to be, oh, build more housing and continue to subsidize housing. Whereas half of the country thinks that housing is an investment. Why does DCC think it isn't? 
like we we've got if if that ten million dollars is going to be spent, that ten million dollars should be perpetually in housing. We can build housing, that housing can pay for itself, and then we still have ten million dollars to build more housing. We need we need to be doing this differently. The, the, the idea that we should subsidizing housing is ridiculous. It's the thing that's making New Zealanders money. And yet somehow, as soon as the state becomes involved, it's a money pit. We need to turn that around. We need to recognize that actually at scale, social housing works and, and we need to be active and get on with that. Um, and so, yeah, that's the thing I'm most excited about in the next year is, is, um, is being, being vocal about that. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Um, I, I, you know, does it count as advice? I'm not sure. Um, I think it's that we all matter, and that and that making that everyone else matters as much as you do, and you matter as much as everyone else, and that if if we if we behave with that in mind, then yeah, that we we can all feel better, and and fundamentally when we feel better we make better decisions so i'd hope that yeah let's let's try and bear that in mind thank you for that moira um there's a saying um been attributed to a few different people but it goes the standard you walk past is the standard you accept and i'm really glad that there is um you in the world not walking past things that we should never accept thank you for all the work you do in Mm. your community thanks for joining us today Thank you, thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure to to participate in this. Thank you very much. I stumble and I fall. Your time is on my side. Don't make sense of it all. Despite my foolish pride. Got me on my knees Tearing up my heart And shaking at my bones Tearing me apart I can't get Close to you I come undone I come undone Time can break your heart And if I had the chance We never have to part Took my only flame Took my one desire Threw it all away When jumping in the fire I can't get close to you Come on been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. 
We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is Isabel Campbell and Mark Lanigan. Come undone. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin, with Mwera Karatai in Fakatani and in Waikowaiti, Rob Riddle Tiger. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.